Hi, everyone. Welcome to Bringing Virtual Care Home. My name is Tina Nall, and I'm the Chief Clinical Officer at Anelto, and I'm your host. Today, my guest is Dr. Bethany Doran, and she is a cardiologist who is also the founder of Enable Health. Welcome, Dr. Doran. Thank you for agreeing to be my guest today. Hi, Tina. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. Uh, and so today we're going to be talking about staying happy and healthy through telehealth solutions. Can we start today, Dr. Dorn, by you telling the audience a little bit about yourself and how you uh, landed at Enabled Health? Sure. I think I've had a little less traditional of a path than many physicians in some ways. Uh, but I had started training in the Bronx in Montefiore and was seeing a lot of patients who we're coming into the hospital more for social determinants of health, which just means that the, their living situations or kind of their social situations were really driving some of their hospitalizations. We were working with very sick patients in the Bronx, ended up doing residency at NYU, uh, where we were also working with similar populations when I was at Bellevue. And during the time, had started to get really involved in research and population data and just basically exploring data and seeing if there were patterns that we could find that could ultimately help drive decisions in our care. Uh, and from there, had started on a very academic course, went to Duke for my cardiology program. And at that time, thought I was going to be more of a researcher and see patients occasionally, but mostly be doing research. But I started seeing patients during my cardiology fellowship that I really hadn't ever seen at NYU or Bellevue before. And they were patients that we were really, I think, the last resort for. We were taking patients from many different states that were around North Carolina that had no other options and that had very complicated cardiac histories. And they were often in rural areas. It felt like we were getting to them way too late. So kind of after we didn't have a lot of options for them rather than early in their the course of their disease. And I think it kind of stuck with me that it felt like medicine currently isn't equipped to handle the actual needs of patients and that we could only meet them in the hospital and spend all this money and time when they were at the end stages of their disease, but we weren't meeting them early enough and really impacting their care from the beginning of when they developed heart disease or heart failure or any kind of chronic illness. And I had done more research, but during the time was just watching technology evolve, medicine evolve, the way we use data, um, even patients and older patients start to evolve and have tools in their own hands that they could monitor their health and uh, really be proactive in their health. And I still started noticing that regardless of that, my patients still kept coming back with a paper and a pencil in their hand when they're trying to tell me about what was going on at home or any of their vitals. And I just felt like we could do better than that. And so that's how Enabled Health was born. It started as just a monitoring platform that is basically a tablet that prelinks to medical devices that we give out to patients to collect their vitals pretty seamlessly. But then we realized that it wasn't just vitals monitoring, it's patients want somebody that supports them, that knows them, a provider that can act on any information uh, that might um, come through or any changes in blood pressure or any urgent situations. And so we formed Enabled Health to really 
provide the wraparound care that patients need in addition to the monitoring at home. So enabled health, can you describe that in more detail for the audience? Sure. So we're a blend of a software company, but at our core are a clinic. So the leaders of the company are two physicians, myself and Dr. Ogamura, who is a NYU medical director in Brooklyn. And we really formed a company that is really based on comprehensive care for older patients. So we basically have found that there's a lot of need for patients in assisted living facilities, especially, but um, that most patients who might be either homebound or in areas where there's not a lot of doctors, um, they have issues with access, especially if they're older or disabled and um, it's not easy for them to get in, in and out of a car. And so we actually meet patients where they are physically. So we'll go in person to that site, visit with them as uh, a physician and understand what's going on with their care, coordinate with their doctors and understand what medications there are on and just form relationships with their primary care and specialists because we want to be a supplement, not a replacement for anybody's existing care. And then we provide them with monitoring solutions if it's medically appropriate. So if somebody had heart failure, we would give them a scale and blood pressure cuff. If somebody had issues with their blood pressure being too low or too high, that was sending them to their doctor or emergency room, we'd give them a blood pressure cuff. And then we either rely on our partners in assisted living facilities that have nurses uh, or the patient themselves or family members to help take the vitals of the patient. And we're constantly there monitoring and are able to proactively engage with patients if there's any changes or any concerns and also adjust medications and do telemedicine visits as well. Well, so it sounds like your target is the senior population, and I understand the part about accessing those in assisted living, but how do you get invited into the care or or um, invited into the facility or whatever? Um, is your partnership truly with the assisted uh, living facility and then through um, your relationship with them, you access the patient's uh, primary care provider or specialist? How's that work? Yeah, so we do a number of different types of outreach, but a lot of our model actually relies on us being really good community partners. So for our our um, kind of different sites, it relies on us basically knowing some of the players in those local markets and just having them know us as well and basically either getting referrals, um, reaching out to assisted living or other facilities that just need additional help um, and then partnering with them and providing the resources to their patients. Uh, our model is actually that we bill through insurance so we don't actually charge patients more than just a copay and we don't charge any of the partners that we work with uh, for managing their patients. So uh, we just try to build organically and, and be a good partner. And then also when we're hiring staff or in the future when we recruit more providers, we're really focused on finding those ones that are known in their communities and liked and trusted um, because we really think the company is really just going to be built on relationships. 
Right, very much so. Um, I I love to hear of any efforts to overcome the social determinants of health and to provide care where the patient is um, after having spent 32 years in acute care, um, um, health care. Uh, so I really... Um, give you kudos for not only having the remote patient monitoring model, but also going into the patient's um, residence, wherever that might be. Um, that is truly a comprehensive approach. So good for you. Um, so with February being American Heart um, Health Month, can you tell us how Enabled Health is helping aging adults with their uh, cardiac issues at home? Yeah, so I actually um, love the heart. I mean, it's kind of my specialty and it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. Uh, and it's been interesting because even some of the research shows that um, patients with heart failure really do benefit from chronic care monitoring or home monitoring. There's some conditions where it's not as effective, but really for heart failure, we found that it it's extremely helpful to actually monitor vitals at home, monitor symptoms, see how patients are doing, and that can prevent readmissions for patients or even admissions to the hospital. Uh, so really, what I'm really excited about, especially with um, February being American Heart um, Association Heart Month, is uh, just the potential to start to change the trajectory of patients a lot earlier. And rather than, as the patients that I was mentioning that I was seeing who had heart failure in the very advanced stages where we couldn't do anything in the hospital, being able to find those patients a lot earlier, provide them with the health monitoring equipment and assistance that they need, and then being able to put them on medications at a much earlier stage, start to titrate the medications that they need, um, and be able to both decrease their risk of hospitalization, but also of death. Um, and I think heart failure in particular is something that I'm extremely passionate about. Um, we've really found in cardi cardiology that if patients have heart failure and they're put on the right medications, we can really change the course of their disease. And unfortunately, the majority of patients with heart failure aren't put on the max tolerated doses of medications they should be on. There's just a lot of improvement, I think, in that area. So... Um, I'm just really excited about home monitoring um, being a solution for that population in particular. And so does your home monitoring model provide the two-way communication with the patient? Yeah, so we do a number of things. One is that uh, we have a tablet in select areas and for select patients, but that also allows telemedicine services. Um, there is the ability to do what's called a cellular-based tablet. So it's really just plug it into the wall and charge it, and then you can um, basically use it. But for most patients, it's enough to have Wi-Fi. And uh, the tablet allows both a telemedicine approach, so um, patients are able to easily access our service and give us a call and have a face-to-face -face visit. Um, but they can also call us um, at any time, too, because it's we're very similar to... Um, I would say a primary care model that's more responsive potentially in that our goal really is to be there whenever patients need us. So um, we're really focused on the accessibility angle and just making sure that patients can reach us if, if they need anything. 
Yeah. Do you find that they're, um, they, they have successfully overcome the challenge of using the technology? That's the challenging part. And actually, that's one of the reasons that we focus on assisted living facilities, because there are certain patients that are extremely tech savvy. And um, there are patients who might need a little bit more help. And so the platform is designed to be as seamless as possible in that we can, even in certain areas, help patients set up the platform in their home or help them set up the Wi-Fi, but there's limits to what some patients can do. And so we just use a really personalized approach. If somebody really wouldn't be able to monitor their health and they don't have anyone to help them, they might not be the best person for our services. But in the case of somebody that might have a home health agency or be in an assisted living facility where there are people that can help them, um, that's kind of our ideal scenario uh, so that people can also have support with the technology because it can be tricky. But the reason that we designed it with a, a hub that's uh, a screen or a tablet that's basically connecting to multiple medical devices ahead of time is that if a patient can monitor their blood pressure or step on the scale, they can use our system because all that information automatically goes to our our cloud secure server and we can check it. Um, but if somebody is not able to use the scale or the blood pressure cuff, that's a little bit harder. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds very similar to the uh, remote patient monitoring model that we have at Anelto. Um, the only other thing that, that we add are we do um, push um, daily pathways to the patient to ask them symptom and well-being questions on top of the biometrics. Are you guys doing anything like that? We have a, a plan in the next six months to incorporate analytics as well as mm -hmm. some push notifications. Um, mm -hmm. The ideal for now, uh, we're a new company, so we're actually launching many of our products in, in March. Uh, mm -hmm. But the ideal model really is to also be able to manage symptoms and monitor symptoms with some of our platform mm -hmm. and be able to respond to it with our, our clinical services as well. Um, mm -hmm. But I think for us, especially at this stage, the most important thing is just nailing the care model and making sure that patients feel like they're engaged, um, they can reach us and that things are accessible to them. And then ultimately trying to figure out, are there things that we can automate? Are there, you know, alerts mm -hmm. that we can do to replace having to check in with them so often would be our model. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Well, so I, you mentioned that a lot of your projects or products are going to launch in March. Um, what's next for Enable Health? We have kind of ambitious plans, I guess, but we're really reaching out to a lot of different communities in Washington. Uh, we're launching in Hawaii as well in six, actually maybe sooner than that, three to six months and potentially expanding into Oregon. Our model, like I mentioned, relies on clinicians that are a part of their community, that are working closely with some of the facilities and that are local. And then we also have a portion of our company that does the remote monitoring, um, which that part is, is virtual. And so our main goal is to be able to move from a system where we're billing through insurance to one where we're working with insurers to basically get incentivized to keep patients out of the hospital so that the better we do at preventing readmissions, 
um, the better that the company does and um, that we're all incentivized around the same thing. Um, and then ultimately, the goal really is to build a learning kind of health system where the insights that we have from patients and um, you know any insights if there were alarming vitals or just different trends, um, we can actually put into uh, kind of the machine software to be able to identify other patients that might be at extremely high risk of hospitalization or having any problems and be able to continue to improve on keeping patients out of the hospital. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like 2023 could be a big year for you guys. So I wish you all the luck in the world. Before we close today, Dr. Dorn, do you have any parting words for the audience? Uh, sure. So we're launching our clinical services in February and we're launching our monitoring services in March. Um, people can get a hold of us at hello at enabled.healthcare. So it's a little bit weird. We don't have a com, but it's just hello at enabled.healthcare. And our phone number is 347-868-0325 if anyone wants to give us a call. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us at Bringing Virtual Care Home. And um, I hope we'll connect in the future. I wish you all the luck in the world. And for those of you, thank you for joining us today. And I hope you'll stay tuned for our next episode soon. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.